Hey, Kerry Phipps here. Quick introduction of my guest who I just met. So Nalinda Ranawira is based in Bathurst and he's a business coach with New South Wales government, the Business Connect program. And he shared stories of growing up on a tea plantation in Sri Lanka and his business of over 20 years in international freight forwarding and shipping. So such a wealth of knowledge and experience and such a people person. So I just had to bring him on to the podcast to say hi to you guys. It's all in your head sometimes. You just If you're free and if you're feeling like a free soul, you just go and do your thing, then people start to like you. <laughs> as, as I said, at least smile. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Connect With Confidence. Yes, I have been missing in action and literally in action for the last little while, but I am back and I am busting to introduce you to somebody incredible who I just met this morning, like on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so you're going to meet Nalinda in a few minutes and I'll get him to introduce himself. Um, well, hello, Nalinda. I'm so delighted that we've just jumped out of our introductory Zoom and into hitting record. So thank you. Yes. Hi, Kelly. Thanks a lot. Um, it is lovely to meet you too. Uh, as you said, we connected on LinkedIn and then uh, it, now we are here. So it's it's really nice to connect with people and, yeah, I'm Nalinda Ranavira, and uh, uh, curiosity is it's a thing that lots of people have, and uh, but they are, are a bit uh, shy to ask questions, or they think it is in, inappropriate. But I'm kind of different to those people. I'd like to know about people, and I'm also curious, and I'm not afraid to ask questions. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I'm going to fire questions at you today. You can ask me some questions too, because we're just getting to know each other. But I think it can be really valuable to, on the Connect with Confidence podcast, invite people along on the journey. And I've done this a number of times before, just met somebody and said, hey, I think even on, so there's a podcast with Patrick Skeen. And we connected on LinkedIn, had a few little chats, and then we're going to set up a phone call. And I went, you know what? I feel like our first conversation would actually be valuable to share with other people um, because people could look at my books like Do Talk to Strangers, How to Talk to Strangers, and sort of feel like there's a formula, but it's like we're just being in the moment. Yeah. And and it, it's the curiosity that you've already mentioned that's that's so important. And so we'll unpack a bit of that and unpack some of your story. And I just, in order to quickly introduce you to the podcast, I thought, I'll just have a quick look at my homepage. What does it say again? It's been a while. Uh, we started this at the beginning of the pandemic, really. We came home from India and my husband said, you need to do a podcast. You've been getting away with it for ages, but you already have great conversations with people. Just hit record. That's yeah. right. okay. So this is what I wrote. And when he put it up on the website, I was like, oh, my goodness, that last line is a bit like, where did you get that from? And he said, you wrote it. I was like, okay, here we go. How well do you connect with yourself and how do you connect with others? How do you manage your thinking and emotions in situations and seasons of uncertainty and fear? Connecting with confidence begins with self-awareness and self-regulation. Join us for conversations about self-awareness, talking to strangers, friends, family, and connecting with confidence with anyone, anywhere. Leave intimidation and inadequacies behind and make a bigger difference in the world. Cheering you on, Kerry. So I've been signing off my emails cheering you on since the beginning of my emailing life, which is like over 20 years ago, because uh, I just felt like, yeah, yours sincerely, yours faithfully, all of those businessy phrases just didn't 
feel like me, but it's like this is why I'm writing to you because I want to cheer you on. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. That's, that's so me, like needing to leave behind intimidation and inadequacies. You know, I used to feel like I'm just a country girl and I had to let go of that thinking. So I've got those stories shared elsewhere. But I want to unpack um, your story, how you came to be here, just two and a half hours down the road from me. Uh, so we connect on LinkedIn, but I will meet you face to face probably next week, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, yes, yes. I think I think we should. Yes, uh, if you're coming all the way to Bathurst, then definitely we should meet. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so tell us, Nalinda, a little of um, where you are, what you're doing now, but also how did you get to be here? And you know, I'll probably throw in some questions, but just give us a little overview of who is Nalinda. Yes. So. Nalinda is a is a is a Sri Lankan boy who was uh, was born in a very small village in uh, the countryside of Sri Lanka. So that's me, obviously. And I've got an elder brother and uh, my I've got two siblings, my sister and my brother. Both of them are older than me. So my father was uh, a very uh, average. Um, employee for a tea estate and he was in the managerial level but given those stages we were not very wealthy yet but we had a really good nice childhood growing up in the tea estates and going to school in those areas and it was really um, a different experience to most of the kids who lived in the city but then uh, Sri Lanka being a, such a small country and uh, very, very um, like remote areas has very uh, less facilities. And so, and still it's being, it's, it's still uh, listed as a third world country. So um, growing up there was interesting, but it was quite a challenge. And I was one of those kids who always wanted to overcome those challenges and uh, Curiosity. I wanted to find out how the world works, how things happen. But um, just to cut it short, so I had to come to the city when I was doing my higher studies. And then I ended up working there and I started a business when I was 25. Wow. So I started working when I was 19 and then I learned the trade and I started a business when I was 25. So I've still got that business. So, uh, and then I wanted to really explore the world. So I traveled a lot around the world for work. And um, so my business was mainly into logistics. So that made, gave me the connections with lots of countries to work hand in hand. So I used to travel to those countries, to the ports, see clients. So that was quite interesting. But then uh, in the meantime, uh, my family life, I got married when I was 26, or before 26, actually, when I was 25 plus. And then um, I had my first, my son was born when I was about 27. And then I had uh, my daughter when I was in a year's time. So it was all nice to have that little small family and the two little ones growing up. But given the cost and the political situation and the bureaucracy, I was kind of um, not really happy. I wanted to, I've seen the world by then and I, I really wanted to move to a, a nicer country where quality of life is high and uh, things are different. So I picked Australia. <laughs> so 
uh, we moved to Australia. So how it started was, so when we had our third child, that was after 10 years of my first child, uh, we thought like, oh, it's going to be um, a bit tough uh, with universities and education because both my kids were in private schools. So I thought like, okay, let's 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 see how we can bring the cost down. So then um, I, my wife suggested that she'll come and study here in the university and then uh, we'll migrate within that time period. So she came to Bathurst to study at CSU. And once she completed her degree, I came here with the kids and joined her. Well, that's amazing. So you studied in Sri Lanka? Yes, I studied in Sri Lanka. And had your wife done any study there or was this her first university coming to Bathurst in country New South Wales? Yes, so her first university coming to CSU, um, but I did my master's in um, at the Cardiff Metropolitan. Uh, so I'd done uni before that. So, um, but I was more interested in the countryside of Australia. But having said that, it was so funny because I have friends in Melbourne and all of them wanted us to come there and we wanted to go there. Uh, faith works like the world works in a different way, in a mysterious way, actually. Um, we applied to universities and the first one that came was uh, CSU Pathos. And I said, no, no, we are not going to Sydney. Could be a little expensive. But then uh, someone told me it's not in Sydney. It's a little far away. It's remote and you'll be all right. So I, having those curiosities to find out, I started talking to real estate agents from there, finding out about the renting and the cost of living. And I was like, oh, Bathurst is nice to go. So that's how we moved here. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny that, um, you know, Bathurst might be considered remote by some people because, you know, for those listening from further away, Bathurst is like two and a half hours drive from Sydney. And then Dubbo, where I am, is like another two and a half hours uh, at least. Yes. So, um, yeah, so it's even maybe three hours from Sydney. But, um, yes. uh, yeah, there's a lot a lot more remote than Bathurst. But um, but that's amazing because I know that it's it's a really big commitment. It's very expensive for international students to come to Australia. Yes, um, yes. You went to Cardiff University? Yes, I went to Cardiff, yeah. In the UK? In the UK, in the UK, yes. Wow. That must have been a big adventure. Yes. uh, Well, I was, um, so while I was running the business in Sri Lanka, I have a, um, with my business partner, uh, I took some time off to go complete the semesters, come back. I I did it. And then uh, I got uh, the privilege to do online studies at some point, so I didn't have to do the whole three years there, uh, but I was there during the last semester and finishing the degree, which was interesting. I'm really hearing your passion for education and curiosity and learning and you know engaging with the world around you. So I'm wondering, can you take us back to when you were younger? Was it your your dad that instilled that? You mentioned your dad. Like, tell us about your your parents and how did they help you engage with the world around you? It's uh, a bit different growing up there for someone who's listening to this from the Western culture might uh, think, ah, it's not the same there. It's uh, it's different. Uh, parents are more or less uh, struggling to uh, give their children what they can. So that's the basics like um, a roof and food and probably some clothing. So my parents were 
they were very um, knowledgeable and uh, they, they didn't go to university or they were not like highly, highly educated people, but they wanted always uh, to see that the children have a good future because um, that that's a kind of thing when you look at South Asian uh, parents, they like always want to give their kids what they didn't have. Yeah. So my parents were very supportive in that way. They always encouraged us uh, to study and they showed us the importance of education. So they tried to give us the best uh, education they could at that time and the way they could afford. Uh, the problem in um, countries like that is um, about 200,000 students sit, sit for a HSE exam and there's only about maybe 5,000 seats. So oh. doesn't matter how well you do, chances are remote that you will really get into a university. Wow. The next option is to go overseas and study and that's very costly. So if, if you are from a wealthy family, then it's not a challenge. Uh, still, it could be something achieved. But if not, then kids like me growing up have to find their own way, make their own money and find uh, their own universities to go and uh, study. So okay. it is a challenge, yeah. yes. Um, but that's that's how it is. So I feel like I'm very fortunate and privileged to go through all that and be here today. Yeah, I, I can see that even as you're talking about challenges, there's there's a like an innate joy and curiosity about and like how how are we going to solve this? Which I think is amazing yeah. when I consider the role that you have, and I don't fully understand it yet, and I'm looking forward to learning more. But you're now you're helping businesses in New South Wales to to develop and grow, and so I think you have this lovely. I mean, you love connecting with people. I can see that, and you have this lovely solution focus um curiosity and attitude which is really cool so tell me about yes you know you connect easily with people and do you feel that you are always like that or is that something that you learned as you started stepping out into the world uh funny uh, my my younger son he's only 10 but i see in him he, he connects with people very easily he, he just makes the first move even if a friend of mine comes to the house, he goes like, hi, John, how are you? And he goes like, would you like to play a game with me? He connects. He doesn't worry about the whole world, actually. I, I really, uh, looking at him, I think of my childhood. I was more shy and I was more, I would say I was backward, unlike him. But um, at one point in life, like uh, once I finished uni, I used to be, I felt like I was a free show, I talked to anyone. But once I started having this business mind, like looking at the world in a uh, business aspect, I knew like I need to be more uh, towards uh, being free and uh, connecting with people uh, genuinely and having that authenticity and um, looking at their eyes and asking questions, getting their, you know, at, it, it comes automatically at some point. So I, as a child, I was not exactly like that, but it's a matter of transformation and it happened regu uh, at regular intervals, I think. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, as you start stepping out into the world, you do go from one transformation to another. I love that you use the words being free and connecting authentically because 
the difference is that we have this, you know, almost like a switch in our head. Like we can decide, do we go down this path? That is like, do I look okay? Do I sound okay? Do I belong here? To what if I engage with curiosity and interest and, you know, I want to learn and I want to, you know, and I want to care for people. Like I want to welcome people. When our focus shifts to outside of ourselves, then we start connecting freely. And yes. um, yeah, and I can really see that you do. Yeah. So back to this question that is on my podcast page. I just thought, I actually want to put this question to you. So how do you manage your thinking and emotions in situations and or seasons of uncertainty and fear? How do you manage the conversation in your head? Yeah. Uh, so this is out of experience, actually. So it doesn't happen immediately. It happens with experience, I guess. So I have come to a stage where I really can manage, identify the difference between those two without mixing them. So it's it's a matter of dealing with your emotions. And uh, most of the time, I try not to take anything personally uh, because I like to give the uh, benefit of the doubt to the other person or to someone else um, because they might be in a different situation and whatever they said or what whatever they have done is not on on not on a personal basis. It, it, but that helps me to keep my emotional side in a very strong position. And when I think I really try to think think out of the box and I try to at least analyze for a few times a particular situation. But also what has really helped me is like when I'm talking to people, I like humor. So I'd like to turn any discussion into more or less, um, add more humor into it. So some people said to me, like, you should be a stand-up comedian. And I'm like, really? they're not paying me enough. If not, I would have taken the job. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's about, again, about how free you feel about. And as long as you're listening to the other people with the, Free, uh, or open mind and you're not being judgmental and you're just being open and you're not offending anyone I think the conversations goes well so the thinking and the emotional part is like as long as you don't mix it and you don't feel um, insecure about what others say how you take it into your head and then you think about it so for me it's been really easy because I meet lots of people on a daily basis and everyone's different to each other. And very interesting, I found like now none of them connect with each other, but all of them connect well with me. And I go like, that's a plus point for myself. And I think I've earned that. So I say, good job, Nalin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I, I love that you <laughs> talk about using humor because, you know, from a, a thinking and creating space, we're in a better frame of mind. We literally are thinking faster, making better decisions when we're in a lighthearted mood. You know, when there's a smile on your face, yes. you're going to be doing better thinking. Yes. You're, you know, sort of downcast. Yes. And uh, I had an amazing conversation with a World War II veteran in Papua New Guinea about this very thing. Um, you know, leadership lessons from the front line. I, I had that. that yeah. there. Um, so, yeah, the um, that that humour ignites creativity and it ignites um a connection with people uh so that's that's just really lovely um uh, tell me what do you what do you love about the work that you're doing now so i am a passionate uh, 
um, person when it comes to businesses. So I love business. Uh, I like I can see through businesses like um, the research, the target, the audience, the market, the product, the service, the viability. I I can really see those easily. Um, doesn't mean that I I can really do things or fix things, but I could. I I have a passion. Like when you have a passion towards something, you you really see the interesting side. And the curiosity of it, like you really like to know, oh, you're doing a business. That's interesting. So what business are you doing? To whom are you selling? And uh, what? Well, how, how do you make your margins? And have you looked at how to improve on your margins? And uh, who is your target audience? Are you doing a niche product? So all those questions I could ask in a few minutes from a business owner and it, the answers really gives me more curiosity to ask them more questions. So that passion is really great to have in your job. I mean, I love the job in that way. And also I can I help lots of people by sharing my knowledge with them and giving my insight, like how to do things. And lots of people have said, this is amazing things that I never knew. So it's not rocket science. I always tell them, this is not rocket science. I'm talking with experience and my academic knowledge, whatever I've gained through. So once you put marry them together, you become quite knowledgeable. And then when you do study this on a daily basis, uh, I explain to my clients, like, you run a business and you have problems. You have angry customers. You have customer complaints. You need to stock them. You have different. You have to come up with products, creativity. But you don't think like me because that's not your job being a business owner. So it helps me to help them in that way to uh, upskill their thinking and what they do. So it's more or less like um, it's a give and take. Uh, I think uh, I shouldn't be saying it though, but I think I get more than what they get out of working with the clients because it gives me lots of mental pleasure actually. So I re- that that enjoyment is really good uh, when in my working environment. So. That helps me to like the job I'm doing. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, when, when you're doing work that you're actually really good at, you know, there's such a, a joy that comes with that and ease and it makes you even better at what you're doing. So, um, so that's amazing for our region. And, uh, yeah, I'm so delighted that we've connected. So what does leadership mean to you? Leadership is um, not a title, actually. Uh, I, I look at it in a different way. A leader is a person or someone in leadership or if you're trying to be in leadership, it's not being in control. Uh, It's about knowing exactly uh, where and what you want to achieve and having your subordinates or your team together and being with them in the same level and taking them to that uh, next level is leadership. I think that's and um, having being result oriented, trying to achieve them as a team, keeping your uh, subordinates and team members spirit at a high level uh, is also a part of leadership, I think. Uh, recently, I was saying to one of my colleagues, um, it's when you look at an organization, it's, they, it's like a ship. You'll have a captain, you'll have a cook, you'll have uh, first officers, you need all these people. 
But if you think you are in the leadership, I'm the captain and I don't need these people to run this place, it won't be a success. So leadership is uh, it's, it's great power with great responsibility. And I think um, someone who doesn't know that will find it really difficult. So I think you're doing a great job, job by uh, communicating and you know spreading that uh, vast area how to work around leadership, I think. Thank you. I think there's so, so many practical things that people can be really excellent at, but it comes down to the people, doesn't it? And, and I was just, yes. I want to ask you about brave conversations. When, when have you had to be really courageous to have a conversation with someone like, you know, in, a, in your professional life or, or even personal life, but when you've had to kind of step up? I, I think, yes. I've had many conversations actually. Every moment, like every time I felt like this is too much, I've tried my best to be diplomatic and sort this situation. It's, it's not happening. Then I have to take action. So I have spoken, then I've been brave. I did it last week too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not, um, you're not doing anything wrong actually. You're helping. Uh, lots of people by being brave and speaking up because um, that could put a stop to lots of wrong things happening. But also I've learned through a period of time that uh, I am not right all the time, but I also can raise a voice and say like, this is wrong in my opinion, but correct me if I am wrong. And I've also um, been humble enough to admit if someone, if the majority points out that's wrong, then I need to work on my area. So I've learned that too. But um, being brave is um, not when you really stand up and say something. I, it, I think it's uh, when you really have to see that you're trying to mitigate a damage or, you know, you're trying to uh, do something right. Then I think it'll be really good to speak up you don't have to take uh it's hard for some people to be courageous and be brave i understand but um from my point of view i'm like you could smile and do it as well and you don't have to involve your emotions in that you could you could that's what i do i go like i smile and say maybe we should keep this off the record or maybe um this should be heard but these are my concerns and i think uh some actions should be taken or if not, I have said my piece so you know what's happening. So that that helps me, but um, uh, I probably don't want to offend anyone also. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's like a little awkward to sort of think through those courageous moments and, you know, courageous conversations. There often is that awkwardness. And, like, before we hit record, um, being okay with awkward came up. I said that's one of my occasional hashtags that goes along with, you know, connecting with confidence, yeah. you know, be okay with awkward because on the other side of that, yeah, it's like, okay, let's just choose to, to smile and talk through this. But it's being okay with that, that's a moment of courage, a moment of being brave yes. to go, okay, I want to resolve this 
So, yeah, this might be awkward, but let's step through. And I was thinking, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts as well as, you know, have these conversations too. And and when you think about TV shows too, we don't mind watching other people be awkward at all, you know, from a distance. It can be quite entertaining yeah. to somebody else muddle through something. Um, and maybe because we feel that pain, we relate, you know. It's like, oh, man, I'm glad that's not me. But we don't like being awkward ourselves. Um, we can appreciate others stepping out through the awkwardness. And I think it's really useful to yes. that. It's like on the other side can be a great connection or a great resolution or solution. And uh, so I just think, you know, it goes hand in hand with that curiosity and um, desire for learning and desire for connecting. Yes. But like, like your little boy just going like, yeah. hi, how are you going? Do you want to come and play with me? It's, it's just that innate, we love connecting with people and we let all these walls come up that are, um, you know, avoiding the awkward or avoiding the, you know, honest confrontation or the learning that we need to change something or learn something new. Um, yeah, that's, that's so beautiful. Um, so we, we need to wrap up, but I am just delighted to connect with you. Yeah. Um, I will be in Bathurst soon and uh, sharing mental fitness so I'm doing a mental fitness coaching program and I've just completed with an amazing group um, from Dubbo Canberra Sydney um yeah and there's a, there's another whole group starting soon so I just want to mention this in case people are going oh yeah I've been meaning to connect with that um I might actually put the questionnaires there's a couple of quizzes that you can do online to kind of know yeah. with my thinking and you know so if the conversation with Nalinda today has has resonated in some places where you go, yeah, I could be more curious. Oh, I could be more courageous and have those conversations. And yeah, what is the conversation in my head when it comes to connecting with people or, you know, stepping up and, you know, taking more of a leadership role, making a bigger difference, which is what this podcast is about. Um, then, yeah, we can talk about places that are coming up in the mental fitness program because it is transformational to, and I think you use the word, transform like you go through those different points of transformation to become more aware yeah. of the conversation in your head more aware of what are you thinking when you walk into a room and you're maybe feeling nervous apprehensive shy you know and you said earlier Nalinda that people say to you oh yeah I'm more shy than you like I'm a bit shy I think any of us can be shy when we feel uncertain but our confidence just drains out our toes yes <laughs> like yeah yes. Head, I'm, a bit, I'm feeling a bit shy I kind of think if you want to be confident, um, just do what makes you feel really good. Put on your best suit or your best rock or dress and uh, or have a haircut. Uh, do whatever makes you feel really comfortable and then you'll feel very good out there when you go. It breaks, breaks the ice at some point. So do that's what I practice all the time. Like, what do I do in a new environment? How do I break? the eyes here uh, how do I not feel nervous because I'm a person who feels nervous quite a lot but I need to figure out that's my challenge how do I break into that so that's what I always do like I need to and I shouldn't be nervous at this point so what do I do mm. so if I'm going to address a, a big um, like when I do my workshops uh, first thing I do is um, I start with a joke because um that way I can see how many people are smiling and laughing and some people are not humorous. So, okay, I know how the crowd works. So now I know like whether I should be nervous or are they judgmental. 
but it's all in your head sometimes you just if you're free and if you're feeling like a free soul you just go and do your thing then people start to like you <laughs> as as i said at least smile don't do anything some people say don't do anything just come and smile i go that makes me more comfortable <laughs> absolutely and back to the you know dressing in something that you feel good in or getting the haircut uh, i remember reading in a magazine years ago uh, somebody made a comment like you know, if you're not sure if it looks good, just decide that it does. So again, it's back to the conversation in your head. Like, you know, does this outfit work? Let's just assume that it's fabulous and let's go. <laughs> so it's like, yep, yeah, okay, I've, yes. had, I've had a go at, you know, getting everything in order and let's just step out and, you know, back to that curiosity that you have. When you focus on others, you forget to be nervous. Yeah, so I think we can, um, you know, and I know yes. that do that a lot. But, of course, we have that capacity to be shy. And, and it was one of the first things that I learned in coaching, like in 2004, if you're nervous, you're thinking about yourself. So that's not a judgment. That's just an observation. Like, oh, where is my thinking right now? I'm, you know, a bit knotted up. Oh, what if I'm just, you know, curious about who's here and what are they looking forward to? And, you know, then coming back to your words, being free, uh, then we can be free authentically. Yeah. So if anyone listening would like to have a conversation with me about connecting authentically, being free in your thinking to, to connect, to engage, to lead, to have better conversations with others. We want to have better conversations with ourselves. So drop me a line, have a chat with me. And, of course, if you're in New South Wales and you want to know more about the business coaching that Nalinda can support you with, thank you to the government for that. Uh, that's, there's lots of amazing programs that I think you have going on. So, um, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I'll put those links in the recording. And uh, so thank you to all who are listening to this Get to Know You chat. And whether you're in Australia and can connect with Melinda professionally or maybe like you, maybe you can help her with logistics anywhere in the world, Melinda. Definitely. That's, that's fantastic. I've got a lot of friends <laughs> doing logistics and I'm like, it's just amazing what you can pull off, you know, and in times of crisis when stuff needs to get places, you guys just know what you do and the rest of us are in awe. So thank you <laughs> for all that you do, just helping to serve the world in the way that you're super skilled to do. So thank you so much for your time and uh, thank you, friends, for listening, uh, difference makers. Let's um, continue to connect with confidence and make a bigger difference in the world. Thanks for connecting. Thank you, Kerry.